What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Ohio Verse. As always, you got Greg and I. What's going on, guys? And this week, we are really diving into some football talk through college and the NFL, and then a little bit of some sad news coming out of baseball for the Reds. We'll kind of get into that for our last topic. Greg just wanted me to let you guys know that this is unfortunately going to be his hating on Ohio day. He doesn't actually hate Ohio sports, but he is just a little upset with them over this past week or two. So he'll kind of let you know how he feels about that throughout the episode. But as always, we're going to go through a couple topics and then we'll get into our sports rundown and then end our show with our double take segment. So the first topic that we're going to talk about today is going to be, unfortunately, Ohio State's loss to Oregon. The first thing I wanted to go over was who we thought was to blame for that loss. I mean, it has to do with everything with coaching. There's no doubt about it. You've got too many new, fresh faces on the field that are still trying to work out what they're doing, what their roles are and stuff like that. And I mean, obviously you have some seniors and juniors, but, you know, a lot of new, newer players um, just coming out of, you know, high school, never played actual downs in the collegiate level. So it, it really comes down to coaching. Uh, I don't know if you saw what uh, Ryan Day came out and said today, I believe, that Kerry Coombs, is that how you say it? Coombs? Kerry Combs. Combs, Combs, sorry. Not bad at pronunciation. But he <laughs> is most likely not going to be calling defensive plays in this next up- upcoming game. He, Ryan Day basically said that it's, it's uh, not a time for hurt feelings. You know, we really haven't had a defensive, like the last really, Luke Vickle was that the last, you know, defensive coordinator that kind of had had a few losses with him. And even that 2013 loss to Michigan state wasn't on the defense. This loss was definitely on the defense defensive coordinator. And so is he going to call the defensive plays Ryan day for the rest of the, you know, at least next game and until into, or is it going to, you know, be somebody else? We don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. And I know Kerry Combs was really the DBs coach for a long time. He left and then came back and then was promoted to um, that is I get what he's saying about no hurt feelings. It's really that he's kind of being, you know, demoted. But I think sometimes it's hard for a guy who's position coach for his whole career to kind of take that step and lead the whole deep. I mean, especially a guy who's had such big success there and we were kind of debut for a while, but it's just not the case. But to answer the question, I think who is the blame for this loss is Ryan Day. And I kind of saw it a little bit last year, but he was inherited some talent. And we were going to see what his team was going to look like probably year three, year four, once he had a lot of his guys in there. And I think he's going about the approach and making the same mistake that a lot of college coaches are. So a lot of the big programs, a lot of the big head coaches like Urban Meyer was, or like Nick Saban and all these other guys. They recruit based on just pure skill, pure talent. Are you the best possible player? Are you the most talented guy that I can find? And then I will mold you into what I can mold you into so that you can be most successful on the field. And what I feel Ryan Day is doing is he is scouting and recruiting towards because he thinks if he can find guys that fit a scheme, then it doesn't matter if they're three, four, or five-star guys, or even, you know, fringe five-stars that are really four-stars, if they can fit his scheme, 
then he can go out there and beat anybody. But the problem is, is that when you take away and you take away that true talent, that true like first round talent, every single you just go after the scheme, you go after the guys that are like, okay, or good enough, then you're going to run into teams that are just going to kind of walk all over you. And unfortunately, like Oregon's offense is not all world, but they have not scouted like anybody on defense that's like, wow, that's a dude. Like the last guy that we had that was like, wow, that's a dude was Chase Young. And that was, you know, two years ago, three years ago now. And we the, the defense hasn't had a guy that can get to the quarterback like that since then. And they haven't had a DB since Jeff Akuda that can kind of cover man to man and be that dude in the secondary. And even then, I don't think he was the best cornerback to come out of Ohio State. So I think Ryan Day is kind of the blame for this situation. And we're seeing the fruits of his, his labor not pay off. And he needs to either rectify that and try to make some switches in certain positions, or he just, I don't know, do a better job of developing the guys that he has or change up the way that he was, because I just don't think. And to talk about recruiting, I was listening to a a interview with Kurt Herbstreet on ESPN radio a couple of weeks back, just about the recruiting that Ohio State coaches used to really, really hardcore recruit out of the Midwest. You know, they were looking at, Ohio they were looking at Wisconsin they were looking at Michigan and uh, we just seem to have gotten away from that a little bit and we're going out you know we're plucking from Florida we're plucking from Texas mm-hmm. you know here and there and we're getting these these blue chipper guys that are are are, are going to Texas schools or going to Alabama and so we're not getting that that top tier talent and we're we're not looking at some of the guys that are five-star talent here in the midwest and they end up going to other schools and well, you know you know who's starting to get those guys that's luke fickle down there in cincinnati correct because he's he sat there under trust and he you know he sat there under urban and watched urban and and you, you would think that ryan day but i just think that he's trying to be too nfl about it and too keen fit about it and that's just not that's not how you win in college football i get that's how you win in the nfl but that's not how you win in college football you need you need speed and you need talent. You just need pure talent. And then you can mold guys to how you want to mold them into the players you want to mold them in. But I mean, even look at quarterbacks in the past. Like we never really had like an all world passer at quarterback. It was always just an extreme athlete who we kind of molded into being an all right passer. That's why we never really had a quarterback that kind of went into the NFL, you know, before Dwayne Haskins that had some promise behind him. You know, now Justin Fields is there, but really Ryan Day kind of inherited him because he transferred in because he saw what that offense looked like and what he could do with it. But just to kind of move on to our next topic, we're sticking with Ohio State, and I just kind of want to talk about what their chances are to actually making the playoffs. Now, I will say they are ninth, right behind Cincinnati, who I mentioned earlier, and I I have a pretty negative opinion on it but i just want to yeah i mean it's highly unlikely but it's plausible i mean they could win out the rest of the games and see what it looks like they actually have a better statistically a uh, chance of of going to the playoffs than clemson does at this point um i read an article that said that no team that ever lost their season opener has ever gone on to win a national championship and uh, Clemson lost that season opener to Georgia a score of uh, 10 to 3 so it's, it's statistically it's plausible that we could go to the playoffs but i just think with the play that we saw what you said about Oregon not being this you know lights out team losing to them uh, i don't know i just don't think so yeah i just 
I think the only path for them to the playoffs at this point is obviously they're going to have to win out. And luckily for them, there are lots of teams in the Big Ten right now that are ranked and more that could be on the way. So they could kind of have a really good, you know, go with it through the Big Ten and they could beat a lot of ranked teams and then they could go into that, you know, conference championship game, either against Indiana, who seems to be a pretty good team, who will be highly ranked throughout the season if they keep winning. And I think that that'll do well for them. But the problem is, is that (laughs) they have Oregon in front of them right now and they have Oklahoma in front of them. If both of them went out and they win their conference championship, then I just see them filling that third and fourth spot. And then I see that Alabama and Georgia are pretty much a lock. As long as Alabama and Georgia went out and they play each other in the conference championship game, I don't care who loses that one. They're going to be the number two in the playoffs. So because you just don't you just don't have one and two play each other. And then I think we saw it last year when Georgia and Alabama played each other. I think uh, Georgia lost that one. And, and then a couple of years before Alabama lost, but they both made it to the belief. So that's just where we're at with that. I think that Alabama and Georgia are pretty much a lock for that one and two spot. Now you're just fighting for three and four. And you're hoping that Oregon and Oklahoma lose two games. And then as Ohio State, you went out and with 10 championship and you can slip into one. It just doesn't look good, especially since they slid you underneath Cincinnati there. And (laughs) so I don't know. We'll see. But this would be a good a good thing. Like if Ohio State misses out, then I think they'll they'll really push for, you know, a playoff expansion there. And then that'll kind of make it a lot easier for their conference. Yeah, sometimes a slap in the face and like a little bit of a, of, I don't want to call it a losing season, but just a, you know, miss the playoffs or something like that, that yeah. could give them some, galvanize a little bit of them to to do better the following okay. year and stuff like that. And like you said, with, with, with the Big Ten having some really great teams, um, I don't know if you watched that uh, uh, Iowa versus Iowa State game, but I mean, Iowa looked amazing during that. And um, mm-hmm. I, I think their their record's 2-0 right now see what the big 10 has to offer for them well and and I, you know what i give ohio state to a lot of credit because they scheduled two hard games right out the bat and it obviously didn't work out for them but i think that that should be taken into account once we get to the end like they scheduled a you know a minnesota team that i think a lot of people underrated but it was it's still a good team it's still good still was a good defensive team and as you see that they, they put up some points as well and then i don't think oregon is like the worst team in the country. I, I do think they're going to win their conference. I do think they're going to win out, but to schedule that those two quality of opponents right off the bat, instead of doing two cupcake games, you know what I mean? Kind of what we're getting now with a uh, Tulane and then Akron, I believe. But, you know, I think that that should be taken into account as well. Like they're trying to get a, you know, a freshman quarterback acclimated. There's a lot of young guys, like you were saying, and, you know, I know they lost and they looked bad, but I think that should be it, taken into account talk about the final state just to move forward we are going to go south a little bit to cincinnati and how big was that win against the vikings actually i know you have some strong opinions about it but i'll (laughs) let you go first (laughs) i think the Bengals are hot garbage and i think that they played a a Minnesota team that was just slightly hotter garbage. Slightly I am hotter garbage. Yeah, like there's like maybe like a little dumpster fire in the bottom of of Minnesota's dumpster, so that that fire is a little little <laughs> a little burning, a little just a t- touch hotter. But um, 
I, I am not impressed at all. Uh, it, everybody's Joe Burrow this, Joe Burrow that. Oh, he's going to be so amazing. It was such a he's comeback kid. Look at that win. And I I just don't see it. I think that the Bears are going to dismantle them coming up on this upcoming game. Uh, they got the Steelers. Maybe squeak out a win against the Jags. I think Packers, Lions, Ravens, Jets, Browns, Raiders, Steelers. Like I just don't see this even being slightly a winning season for them. Um, Minnesota is subpar team, and uh, it was good for the fan base so that you you start the season off with a win. Good for you, but you know you're still going to go one and sixteen at the end of the year. Yeah, I I, I saw this as at most a six win, and I think you're right. I think they're going to be closer to that. I don't think they're. I think they'll win more than two games. I, I think this is like a four or five win team, but I think that they're going to win games that we just didn't see. Like, obviously, they're going to lose games where we're like, you probably could have won that game. But they're going to win some games where we were like, really? You you won that game? Okay. And they're going to be nail biters, kind of like how this Vikings game was. But it has to be, you know, right time, right scenario. I will say, I do think that defense is hot garbage for Cincinnati, but... <laughs> Thanks for agreement. Yes, but that offense and those weapons, if they could continue to be that explosive, I... I think that they could catch some teams by surprise by I think the Vikings walked in there and they were too focused on camp headlines where they were like, oh, Jamar Chase has got the yips. He can't catch a ball. Joe Burrow can't stop throwing interceptions like this and that and this and that. And I think they were like, "Okay, bet we're just going to walk in here. We're going to get an easy dub and then we're going to go back and, you know what I mean? Kind of take some game tape, see what we did wrong and kind of get better. And I think that they kind of caught him off guard a little bit. Like Joe Mixon's always going to do his thing. If he has an offensive line, he's a good enough running back. And I do think Joe Burrow is going to be a good quarterback one day. I think he'll be in that talk as, as a top, you know, 10 or 12 quarterback in the career. But I don't know. I think they're going to win some games where we're like, I can't believe you won that game. And they're going to lose some games where we're like, that's kind of weird. But I, I do see them being. But that defense is is garbage. Like I, I think my prediction for – um two-minute drill the first episode of that was that you know Kirk Cousins was going to go in there with you know Jefferson and they were going to just destroy that defense and that just didn't happen so I agree with you that that Vikings is a fire inside of a fire and and they're in trouble and they got some stuff to figure out because this is a far cry from a team that had the Minnesota miracle like four years ago like I don't really know what happened but I mean I know what happened they signed Kirk Cousins but that's besides the point but (laughs) I don't know I I, I do I do like some of their young pieces they have on offense. You know, as a Steelers fan, that kind of hurts because I don't really like the Bengals. Kentucky can have them. But I do think that um, I think that defense is hot garbage, but that offense is a surprise goal. It's kind of how I view it. I, I mean, don't think it was like that big of a win, but. Let's that... mark this down in the Ohio verse episode 47 that we do in December. Yeah. <laughs> that I, I called for a one in 16 you know season so we'll, we'll see if i'm i'm correct or that and what's even sadder is that this you know they had this big win and in the news today if you look up the cincinnati Bengals and you just type it into your google search the biggest thing that comes up is that wide receiver t higgins is switching his number from chad johnson's 85 to number five in the next season nothing about their offense nothing about what they're doing hey somebody's switching to jersey for the Bengals. that's better news that's I mean, the only news they have you would think that they'd be throwing parties still because they won a game. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they were able to keep Burrow upright 
for most of that game. So I, I don't know. I mean, uh, again, against a yeah a, a Minnesota team that was just horrible to begin with. And like I said, I they might squeak out a win versus the Jags, maybe the Chargers. It's plausible, but like I just don't see it happening with a lot of these other teams. Yeah, I mean, listen, I I agree that the that the Bears should win this game against them, but they didn't look very good when they played last week. So Cincinnati might be able to squeak out a win against them. And I don't know, but to kind of piggyback off what you said about that defense, have you seen that video that's going around of uh, Jamar Chase just breaking Patrick Peterson's ankles? Mm-mm. I'll have to look that up. He put that man on ice skates. <laughs> that was funny. Fun to see. <laughs> but <laughs> just to move on, to some not fun news because the Reds were right there in wild card contention and it just seems like they have, uh, for lack of a better word, pooped themselves in the last, you know, couple weeks here. And not to ruin the sports rundown, but they are three and seven over the last and they are now two teams and one game back from that wild card spot. So, you know, do you think they can turn it around? They are starting a series against the Dodgers tomorrow on the 17th, but do you think that they could turn it around or do you think that there's no, there's no turning around. Their season is done and there's nothing going right for the city of Cincinnati at this point in time, maybe the Bearcats and I'll give you that, but the entire city of Cincinnati's sports franchise is just not looking very impressive lately. Um, you said, you know, they're one game out of that wild card spot. San Diego's got a half a game on them, but I don't see them losing or winning against the Dodgers at all. So I, I just, I don't see it plausible. There's too many hurdles in front of them to get over that hump with, you know, less than two and a half, two, two and a half weeks left in the season. Yeah, I, I agree. I know the last episode I went over and it, it just seemed like they had a really favorable schedule to end out the season. Like, they were playing a lot of teams that were under 500, a lot of teams that should not have beat them. And they, they should be, you know, seven and three over the last 10 games. But for whatever reason, you know, St. Louis creeped up on them and they're second now in the NL Central and they have that second wild card spot. So it's just, you know, I, I don't know, man, That it's tough. You know, I, I feel bad for Reds fans, but you know, that's kind of what the Cincinnati sports do. You know, they they give people hope and then they just let them down when it matters most. And unfortunately, that's what the Reds are doing right now. You know, unless they go on some crazy run and they could get two games with the Dodgers, like, I just, I don't see it happen, especially if St. Louis keeps winning the way they are. And, you know, San Diego is going to do what San Diego is going to do. And they might get some wins going forward, but just crazy, unfortunate. I mean, the Dodgers are eight and two and they've won six in a row. It's just another dumpster fire that needs to be put out. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> well, do you have any other, you know, thing that you want to say about Ohio sports news over this past week? I know you were feeling a certain way. Is there anything else you want to add to it? Or I mean, I definitely don't hate Ohio, but I'm just uh, I'm disappointed that uh, that they're not doing as well for the people that do love Ohio. Uh i was not born here so i have no necessarily affinity for ohio sports teams so uh please don't boycott us and and scream at us and call us names (laughs) and throw hot garbage at us when you see us i just think it's been a sad sad week if not month for ohio sports i I will say when whenever we decide to uh 
come out with some, you know, shirts or merchandise or whatever it may be. There's some cool shirt ideas, hot garbage shirt. I think yesterday and on the pitch, I said, hootie tootie ha and believe in the ham. So we got some fun, <laughs> some fun sayings, but um, yeah, it's just, it was not a good week for Ohio sports fans. I, I think that, you know, the Indians are still what the Indians are. And I know the Cincinnati Bengals got a win, but I think it was more of a, a, a wow, they got a win kind of thing. And they kind of went up equally not as good. So we'll kind of have to see what they look like the rest of the season. But, you know, that's just what it is. So moving on to our sports report, I already, you know, talked about the Reds. They're third in the NL Central, three and seven over the last 10. They do start a series with the Dodgers on the 17th. So you'll be listening to this episode on the 17th game. I believe it said it was at 7.30. Then moving on to the Indians, they're still second in the AL Central, but they're 3-7 and seven over the last 10 as well. So it's not like they're doing much better. And they do have to go up against the Yankees on the 17th this episode on that day as well. And it's not like the Yankees have been setting the world on fire either. So they might be able to get a couple wins, but we'll see. And then moving on to the crew, they just keep sliding down the table. It's just not looking good. You know, they got a minus five goal differential. They did win their last game against the Red Bulls two to one on a late goal. I think it was like the 83rd or 84th minute. Um, and that, that was kind of exciting. So maybe they'll turn it around. Who knows? They play New England on the 18th next. So let's hope they can start winning and get back into playoff contention. But I think at this point, it's just a let's play who we can play and uh, see what happens. <laughs> And then looking at college football, Cincinnati does have a pretty good matchup against Indiana. So that should be a good game. We'll see Cincinnati get to play a Big Ten team that seems to be doing pretty well. And they said, you know, because of the way they're winning, if Indiana beats Cincinnati, we could see them being. But let's hope that Cincinnati gets that win because I do uh, go do well, even though he's not with Ohio State anymore. And then as I talked earlier, I did say the wrong team. It was not Tulane. We played Tulsa. So Ohio State does play Tulsa this week at 3.30. So if you're interested in watching that game, you can watch that. But that should be kind of a retool game. We might see a couple different quarterbacks, hopefully, to kind of see what they're doing. Or, hey, maybe Tulsa will come out and drop, you know, 45 points on us like Oregon did. Who knows? We'll see. But you can catch that game at 30. So moving into our double take segment here i will let greg start it off with things will happen in the sporting world over the next so this might be slightly positive when it comes to ohio sports and ohio state so maybe i can redeem a few people for you listeners uh, from hating on me i honestly <laughs> and i stated this in our two minute drill episode i think that justin fields will i don't know if he'll be named the starter by week two but he will come out in week two's game and play against Cincinnati and play more than just a few downs and I do believe by week three that he possibly could be named the starter I think that that's something that will happen and I think that that will galvanize the Bears because I do believe the Bears truly especially the other players on the team think that that Justin Fields is their best opportunity to go forward and having a winning season so my prediction is that Justin Fields will uh make some plays and possibly become a starter. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think he played, what, like four, three or four downs. So I think this week he plays about 10 downs, but I think Andy Dalton stays out there. I think weirdly Andy Dalton's going to come out and have a good game and they're just not going to be able to put Justin Fields in that in that game just because Andy Dalton wants to come out and embarrass the Cincinnati Bengals because, you know, that was his former team and, and they kind of let him go. So 
I don't know. I would like to see Justin Fields take over the reins, but I think for one more week, Andy Dalton's going to hold him back just because, like I said, he wants to go out there and embarrass that garbage fire of a defense and put up some good numbers and kind of go out there and be like, hey, should have kept me around. But um, I, I don't know. But my one thing that I think will happen over the next two weeks, and I think it's actually going to happen this weekend, I think that like I said before, we're going to get to see some more quarterbacks at Ohio State. And I think one of them is going to come out and they're going to impress enough to where I think it's going to put a a seed in Ryan Day's head. And I think we might see a quarterback change coming over the next couple of weeks. I think they play, they play Tulsa on Saturday. And then after that, they play Rutgers. So those are two teams that they should win. And then they play Maryland. So there's three teams in a row right there where they can play some depth and play some different quarterbacks and see what they're going to do. And, you know, I just think that CJ Stroud is a good, like solid quarterback, but I just think he needs somebody who's going to be able to push the, the ball down the field and get some big plays. So I think that we kind of see a quarterback change over the next couple of weeks here and, and some guy kind of take over that spot unless CJ Stroud can figure it out. Well, who is that some guy? Is it Urge or is it who is who do you think it's going to be? I don't know because unfortunately we haven't really been able to see. I don't know because unfortunately we haven't been able to see them play that much. I know uh, Miller did really well in the spring game, so maybe that's him. You know what I mean? He he had that explosive play ability, but you know I just I don't know. Obviously he went with C.J. Stroud for a reason, and maybe those other guys just aren't there yet. And that, that, that could be the case. You know, they weren't even on the team last year. So I, I don't know. I think that it's definitely not going to be Quinn Ewers I, unless he's just acclimated so fast to the system. But I just don't think we see him for a year or two. But, you know, maybe Miller's that guy that comes out and is he impressed in the spring game? I don't know. Like I said, Stroud, Stroud could keep the job. He could, he could come out there and just dominate three games in a row. And, and that's how it goes. And he gets his footing. And then we kind of finish off the season with him being what they said he was going to be. But I just think with the level of play that we're going to be playing over the next three games, that they're going to be kind of experimenting with different guys there. And maybe somebody just seems a little bit more electrifying than CJ Stroud and they make a change. But to finish it off, what is one crazy thing that you saw, heard about, or happened to you over the past two? Have you ever heard of a Mulu? Is this appropriate for our listeners? <laughs> it is. It is. It's called a mulu. So it turns out scientists have trained cows how to use a toilet. What? It's a modified toilet, but some scientists have trained 11 out of 16 cows to use the bathroom in what they call a mulu. And it turns out that the cows are easier to potty train the toddlers scientists have really discovered so what what pisses me off or what upsets me and i mean i don't know if that that makes any sense but where is the money grants that that comes from like where is somebody sitting there going you know what i i really want to donate my money to see if cows (laughs) can take a piss in a toilet that's that's just something i need to know if that can happen you know that some farmer somewhere had been doing this for years. Like he built some makeshift weird thing, he or she built some makeshift weird thing somewhere and they were training their cows to use the bathroom in it because it's just easier 
to you know collect it they could process it and use it for fertilizer than going around and picking it up or spreading it out I don't know and then somehow it got out because in this world of social media their kids or grandkids were probably out there being like look at my cow using the bathroom and some billionaire was like yep that's what I want <laughs> I don't know that's that's pretty cool I'm gonna have to watch a video on that you said it's a mulu I love the name a, a mulu yeah the mulu it's scientists in Auckland which is in New Zealand, the University of Auckland, and they worked with some other colleagues oh, in, in Germany to uh -huh. facilitate uh, teaching cows how to use the mulu, and that's no bull. <laughs> what a bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, all of you out there, <laughs> go ahead and look up this mulu because that's that's pretty genius. Did they? Is there anything that? says that it's like more environmentally friendly or not that i'm it's just for seeing. fun i don't it's i don't understand just, yeah it, it could be more environmentally friendly it really doesn't say so in the article but it is from the associated press so it is true well that's crazy i mean i mean i've seen people train their dogs to use the toilet you know what i mean so it's possible i mean i don't know i guess that's that's crazy though interesting i'm gonna look that up that's that seems that seems fun start a whole new revelation got animal toilets everywhere I, I don't know that's crazy you walk into the bathroom at like speedway or something and you got a cow next to you taking a, a dump that'd be yeah i don't know it didn't specify what what particular number one or number twos but uh the way this conversation's going it's a lot like number twos Alrighty. <laughs> well my one thing is definitely not about cows pooping in a toilet that is just beyond amazing but i don't know if all of you caught the rubber ducky that was left in the blocko after the game. but i think that the last time that somebody disrespected the blocko like that we went on a tear and i'm hoping that this lights a fire underneath all those guys behinds and some of those young guys step up and they just play like their hair is on fire because that to me Listen, I get it. It's game and ship. They came into our house. They beat us. Fair, fair game. That's what you do. That's how it goes. I get it. But that was the one thing that I saw this week that, like, even as a – I'm not even a player, and that, like, that fired me up. So I'm hoping that that fires up our guys, and they go out there, and they just they just put their foot all the way down, and they don't stop until the season. That's the one that I saw that I just thought was <laughs> – but like I said, not as cool as cows using the toilet. That's a whole different level. That's a whole podcast in its own. And uh, that's interesting. But if you guys, hey, let us know. You want us to start a weird, a weird world facts podcast? Let us know. I know we'd love to get on here and just talk about some weird stuff all the time. But um, <laughs> let us know that. And, you know, just keep interacting with us, letting us know how you feel these, this stuff is going, what you want next, what kind of sports you want us to cover. I know we have like 11 different shows going on right now. We're just kind of pushing out content for all of you. So just let us know uh, what else you want us to do or what you want us to do differently. But again, thank you to Greg. This was an amazing episode. I know it sounded like we kind of hated on Ohio a little bit today, but it was a little bit of a rough week. And hopefully going forward, we have some better weeks. But um again thank you guys so much this was ohioverse presented by deep dive sports and as always until next time hey everyone thank you for listening if you would like to hear more 
Feel free to listen to past episodes and look for new ones every Friday. And don't forget to follow us at deep.dive.sport on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for any update. And please let us know what you would like us to take a deep dive into next. As always, we are Deep Dive Sports. Until next time.